This is Kilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santo Padre, and this is another episode of Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with old black blues singer <laughs> Knuckleless. <laughs> no, he has no Ray, knuckles. Ray Bo- he was born without knuckles. That's got to be painful. I tried to have my head sewn back on after the last episode. And, <laughs> and he can't visit people because he can't knock on the door. <laughs> oh, that's so, sad. Yeah, Why can't he kick it when he tap it with his it's foot? Tragic. <laughs> Hi, Paulie. Hi. I, I I hope the readers and the fans love hearing about my medical reports because hey, it means this a lot point, to me. That would be a thrill. <laughs> did I thank Kirk Hammett on on a previous episode for sending us wonderful swag? You did. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. have to do it again. It's but thank pretty you. Fantastic. And also, Kirk, if you're listening, I'm the furthest thing from a medium. Right. <laughs> Thank you again, Kirk, for the wonderful swag. We will put that up on Facebook. If we haven't already, who knows when this episode will post. So here's what we're doing. Uh, we always read Twitter episode, uh, Twitter questions. We get complaints from the lovely f- uh, fans and friends and folks at the Listener Society. Hey, why don't you do questions from us? So we're going to alternate. I'm going to throw in some tweets. Paul's going to read some questions from the Listener Society. Frank is going to read some questions from the Listener Society. Sounds like complete chaos. It does sound like complete <laughs> chaos, doesn't it? it Gilbert's does. going to nap. <laughs> and everyone has a role. I'm I'm going into that zone where uh, you're going to have to keep going, so, Gilbert, you wear <laughs> shoes, right? <laughs> like, the, like the Billy Kramer episode? Yes, yes. That's now known as a Peter Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we will try to answer as many of these as we could possibly get to. This, this could take hours. In the time allotted. <laughs> it's summer. It's 740 fucking degrees in this booth. Yes. Oh, Gil- yes. Gilbert had a stroke 20 minutes ago. Uh, and here we go. Paul, you want to kick us off? All right, from Todd Ginter. Now, this is a bit of a trick question, I think. What is the origin of Gilbert giving such a long and detailed introduction to each guest? How do you do it, Gilbert? Well, I I, I think it's when we're not sure if the guest has anything to say. <laughs> we fill it up with an intro. I think there's a couple of reasons for it. We try to remind people of all that they've done. To mm-hmm. get them up to speed, because the show is a is a, an historical document. Yes, we these and, are kept in the uh, Library of Congress at the Smithsonian. Uh, actually, well, I don't we know if we, you knew we, that. we try to cover the entire guest career. The other the other thing is it's a nice warm up. It's kind of a it's Richard Kind calls the show a a, a sixty minute blowjob, <laughs> which is very flattering. We it's try ninety to, minutes. We try ninety minute blowjob. <laughs> we try to flatter the guests by putting as much of their accomplishments in there as we possibly can, and then they were shorter if you go back and you listen to the old episodes. Right. And over time. <laughs> They just expanded and expanded and became a running joke. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I like about them. <clears throat> Every introduction goes along and it's nice and does what you say. And there's always a sneaky little kicker at the end, you know, like... Uh, yeah, we put one in. Yeah. Please welcome a man who... Who right. was the only person ever to have stepped Correct. off. Correct. <laughs> we always, there's always a twist yeah. ending. Right, right. Gilbert always has a quip about mm. them being found dead in their Los Angeles apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's part of the, the, the level of art people don't understand. The creativity a lot of, a lot of that goes into... time going into them. <laughs> okay. Did that answer that question? I think so. Okay. All right, Frankie, you're up. I've got a Listener Society member, Laura Ciani, or Ciani, I'm not really sure. Okay. 
Is Gil watching I'm Dying up here? And if yes, what is his take? Are you watching the oh, Showtime show I'm Dying up here? Wow, I've lost track of how many of these shows about comedians there are. <laughs> how movies about comedians. Yes. Some that you're in. Yeah. This well, is not I, the one with Artie Lang. No. I, I, yeah, I did an episode of Crash. Crash Crashing. And, oh, Crashing. Right. I did an episode of Crashing, Judd Apatow's This isn't the show. marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's in that too. Yes. He's in the pilot. Yeah. I'm in, the, yeah, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I do a, a short bit. And in you're the in pilot. the comedian, the De Niro With picture. Robert De Niro, yeah. Right. And uh, you're, in, you're in the original Enter Laughing with Rennie Santoni. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not? We gotta get Rennie. Rennie Santoni. Santoni we'll put the word out. Dara, find Rennie Santoni. You know who else was in the pilot? Marlon Brando, and I think the pilot at the time was uh, who's that comedian? Yeah, yeah, Richard Pryor. Yes, I know where you're going. I, I, I don't know. Does this have to do with uh, Marlon Brando fucking Richard Pryor? In Boy, the that, that came in at the five minute mark. <laughs> that we broke a record. You are, but you are not watching. If I may, you are not watching I'm Dying Up Here. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever seen an episode. I think it's it. loosely based on the uh, on the comedy store and Mitzi. I think, they're, I yeah. think the main character is based on Mitzi. Not to Shore. be confused with I'm Dying In Here, loosely based on this show. Yes, and <laughs> yes. 170 degrees in this in this in this uh, booth at the moment. All right, Raybone. So I got a couple of couple different. Uh, responses here that see, I think work together. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Tell us. So Ed Marcus says. Oh, Ed Marcus. Any possibilities of golden age porn stars? Oh, such that could as be... Jerry Butler, Ron Jeremy, or Kay Parker. Jerry or, Butler. Were, Jerry Butler was a soul singer. Or would be golden age porn stars such as Gilbert Gottfried, who is never quite a, now, go, a now, golden age porn star on the show. Now who, here's who was that? Who was that one? I think he may have died, though. The one that looked like Elliot Gould? Jamie Gillis? Uh, no, no, not Jamie <laughs> Gillis. Elliot Gould. But the one who, uh, from Deep Throat. Uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Holmes. John not, Holmes. Not John Holmes. The other guy. Uh, I don't know. Gerard, Deep Throat? Um, De- Gerard Demiano? Was it Rex? He was the director. I'm throwing names out. Was it Rex something, or? Uh, uh, okay, a lot of... A look, lo- a Paul, lot of the, uh, for Christ's sake. He can't well, research. Can't, He's I asking questions. I mean, yeah. Can but you here, find I'll research out of it. deep throat? Right. I'll research it. So He's it was famous. He's in Harry Reams. Harry, Harry Reams. Reams. Yeah, Harry Reams is dead. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those guys died. Jamie, I think, what's his name died? Uh, I think Jamie Gillis yeah, died. Yeah, he Harry, died. Harry, Harry Reams is dead. John Holmes is dead. Uh, Marilyn, Only the good die. Marilyn home. Chambers yeah. is dead. Bazzini is dead. <laughs> Strachi. <laughs> Mo Green. Now this this here's the interesting thing. But, Randy Randy but, Phillips. But Michael, I am the hunted one. <laughs> he's, doing the, he's doing the Turk. Yeah. He's doing Salozzo. Also dead, by the way. That, oh uh, yes. yes, that actor. He yeah. was terrific. What the hell was his name? It just Latiri? jumped out of my head. Alatiri. Yeah. Also gone. He well, was also in. Uh, he's in the Getaway. Yeah, in, in the getaway. the getaway. And he was in that movie with Charles Bronson. Uh, Mr. Majestic? Yes. Very yes. good. Yeah. Very good. Look at look at how the you two could, of us work yeah. in concert. <laughs> We're like Sandler and Young. There are seven billion people on Earth oh, and only and two of you who know all of <laughs> Come marching in. Except I need to be in that number. <laughs> all right. What, what were you saying, well, Ray here's the, So here's the deal. So if we could get some of these people who weren't dead... 
Uh, Randy Phillips writes in and says, any chance of you guys ever starting a video podcast? Now, that would be perfect. Golden Age porn stars on a video podcast. That's another loaded question. There, there, are, <laughs> there, there are many reasons why we don't do video on the podcast. And that's... Uh, foremost among them <laughs> i've explained them in the past I, I may explain it again part, part of the reason too and i think gil will agree uh gil i'm over here yes <laughs> <laughs> no you're just supposed to say gil you've uh, listened to podcasts haven't you gil you use shoelaces <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we this show this show relies upon uh, candor and, yes. and 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 the stars kind of telling fly on the you know fly on the wall right. uh, tales out of school stories. We 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 worry that if we shoved a camera in their face, they would be more self conscious and less forthcoming. It, it's kind of like there have been situations where I've been with other comics at a table and we're joking and having laughs and a good time, and people say, "Oh, you know, a bunch of comics sitting around the table every week." That would be hysterical. And it's like, if you made it into an actual show, everyone would come there with, like, prepared Everybody material. be self-conscious yeah, yeah. and yeah. freeze up and you'd lose the spontaneity work. of it. Like, yeah. the, like the spontaneity we have here. Yes. Hey, that leads to a question from <laughs> Ed Marcus. you miss out on this magic? <laughs> Ed Marcus wants to know, and Ed, Ed's got a lot of questions. I'm just going to pick this one. Go ahead. Because it ties into another comment. Has anyone ever pitched Gil on a starring on starring on a TV show? And what's funny is during the Bill Macy clip we put up months ago, and if people remember that, yeah, uh, Greg Pear commented that Bill Macy should be cast as Gil's father in a sitcom, which I think would be pretty great. Well, well I believe Gilly and Billy. I believe Larry David wrote a sitcom uh, for Gil. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Norman's Corner. Was that supposed to be a one-off, or was that supposed to be a pilot for a series? It was what they call and get your punchlines ready. It's what they call in the business a backdoor pilot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> we already did that. We already talked about Brando and Brando. Yeah, and and what that means is that you don't actually say it's a pilot. You show it as a special with the hopes Got it. that it'll get made into a series. Right. And this one was pretty hopeless. As my memory <laughs> serves, that was called as part of the Cinemax comedy experiment? Yes, yes. That was a failed experiment. Yeah, Norman's <laughs> Corner, written by Larry David. It's on... Uh, it's on YouTube. And and I've said this before, and but it's worth Arnold repeating. Stang's great in it, by the way. Yes! <laughs> and it was my idea to have Arnold Stang. <laughs> that was the best part. And but the best part about it is when Sein, when they were pitching uh Seinfeld as a series, they said, Well, who's gonna write it? And they said Larry David. And the studio exec said, Isn't he that guy that wrote that? piece of shit <laughs> and the rest is history yeah. yes <laughs> so i've got another one here from jim wright okay if this is too personal gilbert don't feel you have to answer oh, oh yes right. does gilbert still pop into clubs and work out material or does he only work when he is guaranteed to get paid and have a free meal 
Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've answered the question. Is Jim Wright a club owner? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're not one to work out new material in a club. You're not one to pop in. I used to be obsessed with working out new stuff. And pop in. Yeah, and yeah. popping in. Yeah. Now it's like I have now I have to force myself to work when I'm getting paid to work. Right. Yeah. What a treat that it's, must have been for comics, uh, for, for an audience who came to a show just to see, you know, open micers or, or oh, and yes. then you would pop in. Yeah. And hey, Gilbert Gottfried's here to try out uh, some nor- new Corbett Monica material. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> new jokes about Esther Roll. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if your waiter was Robert Mitchum. <laughs> It might go something like this. I miss, I miss the days of the pop-in. Yes. <laughs> All right, Verderosa. Uh, Joe Montoto mm-hmm. wants to know, what is the boy's opinion of the swimmer being able to be seen as the unofficial precursor to falling down and eyes wide shut as hold as, as hold it to be? As I, as as I, I hold, hold it. it to be. I can't read. The swimmer <laughs> is the precursor to eyes wide shut. And falling down. Not quite getting that, are you? I'm not getting that either. Having seen all three of them, and they're very different. Yeah. I mean, Eyes Wide Shut is about infidelity and obsession and and trust and, and, and sexual obsession. And, and falling down is about a guy who snaps and, and, and fights back against the system. Is Eyes Wide Shut meant to be watched start to finish or just fast-forwarded through? <laughs> I may have done it wrong. <laughs> to, to watch your name's ass, uh, what was... Nicole, Nicole Kidman? Kidman? Nicole Kidman. Yeah. In that movie, greatest ass <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was just perfect. I, I, Good I, thing your wife's not here to hear that. Yes. <laughs> I, con- I concur. <laughs> yeah, and, and Nicole Kidman... God bless her, especially her early days. She had no problem getting naked for movies. God bless her. Yeah. Our favorite kind of actress. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If only Marie Dressler was was like that. Something you don't say about Mildred Natwick. (laughs) (laughs) If only Thelma Ritter. (laughs) Macy's ain't got any. Nobody's got any. Mr. Raybone? I got I lost the kill, but I lost the listeners. Nice society. job. Paul Raybone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, without knuckles, it's hard to work this I know. Thing. It's your knuckle knuckleless. You're really up against it. I think what he meant to ask was what Joel Beaver was gonna ask, <laughs> which is will you ever get any of the Petticoat Junction girls on the podcast? By which I think they mean as a guest. Well, let's see. Uh Matt, I, the, the Petticoat Junction girls. I don't think I ever watched an episode of Petticoat Junction. Edgar Buchanan is Uncle Joe. Oh, that's and right. Here's Uncle Joe. He's yeah. a moving kind of slow <laughs> at the junction. <laughs> Petticoat Junction. Great and, theme song. And I remember uh, that was about the height of sexuality when they throw their dresses yeah, over the, the they water. Throw the, throw the, yeah, the yeah. water tower. I, I don't know. Uh, probably not. Uh, probably a little obscure for us uh, unless they did a lot of other stuff. We tend to run into trouble with guests who've done one famous for one thing. But remember the show fondly. I've got one from Mark Loftus. Okay. Mark Loftus wants to know, how did the Richard Donner episode not have a question about George Maharis and Perfecto Tellez? I'll edit out Max in the back later. <laughs> can, we, can we keep the screaming to a minimum out there? 
<laughs> how did the how did the Richard Donner episode not have a question about George Maharis? Well, we, 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 we had to fit in the Danny Thomas story. I guess he means yeah. because what he's leaving out is, does he mean because Richard Donner directed episodes of Route 66 with, with George Maharis? I guess that's where he's going. Oh, there. then we're going to have to get Richard Donner Get him back, back just, for that, <laughs> yeah. just for that purpose. What do you got, I, Ray Barone? Well, I don't know wh- where the hell I am here. This guy may have never heard the podcast, but let's go with it. Anyway, the perfect storm of Hollywood lore, outlaw exploits, and nut job conspiracy theories. Who's he talking about? Randy Quaid. Right. Could we get Randy Quaid as a oh, guest? I, you got I a, a net? <laughs> I would net. love to have Randy Quaid. Yeah, Gilbert enjoys show. he enjoys the meltdown guests. Yes, he yes. likes he likes a Corey Feldman, a Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert would be happy to interview David Berkowitz through plexiglass yes. on this show, <laughs> or the dog. <laughs> he's not it, he's not particular. It it's my favorite thing with Randy Quaid is when he went into hiding <laughs> in Canada and in Canada held the press conference to announce, I'm hiding out in Canada. <laughs> My favorite was the sex clip he released of him and his wife, Evie, uh, wearing masks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was that was even so more they, disturbing. Oh. Nobody would know who it was. Nobody would know it was Randy uh, uh, Quaid. After like the fifth time, I'm like, I'm not watching this exactly. anymore. Exactly. 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 Excellent in the last detail, in in quick change, in Ter- so many terrific movies. Terrific actor. Yeah, yeah very. Fun. Tony Shalhoub was great in quick change. Tony Shalhoub, we should get. He's, we should in, get. he's, he's been, yes. in New York. He's yes. been here at Nutmeg he's, a number just, of times. Yes. I recorded him for a couple of movies, right. and he's starring he, just up. Tell Darren to put Tony Shalhoub on the list. He just uh, he just won a Tony, so he's going to yeah. be harder to get than he would have been a week ago. Ah, oh, stop. <laughs> and and I this did, show has cred, baby. <laughs> I did three episodes of Wings. There you go. So you, there you, you go. Were you on Monk? Uh, no. Okay. All right. We're going to chase uh, Tony Shalhoub. Nothing be... that happened in the past five decades. <laughs> yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Okay. Who's up next? I got one pulled up. This ties back to the, um, to the, the gifts we got from mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Hammett, but... Terry Motley wants to know, most prized memorabilia owned by each of you? Oh, my gosh. Memorabilia? Oh, God. You, uh, is it your... Uh, well, I know did that. You keep, did you keep Herman the Asiatic insect? Oh, uh, yes. Years? Okay, you still have and, it. And I thought that one was lost, and we were looking for something else, and I thought, oh, my God, there it is. Wow. And I have that poster of Frankenstein. Yeah, that's good. That's a cool. What is the? What, that's vintage. That poster, Frankenstein. That's an original. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you that bought that I, in the sixties? Yeah, when I was a kid, I got when I was a kid. That's in Gilbert's <laughs> living room. Yeah. So get ready to to snort some coke or whatever. Oh, it's the drinking <laughs> game. I was a kid. Uh yeah. I I ordered that. Oh, and I also have an autographed Wolfman photo signed by Lon Chaney. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. I, I, I don't have a lot of great merch uh, that I've held on to over the years. I've gone back and, and, and bought some of it. I bought some Green Hornet stuff from the 60s at Comic-Cons and such. But yeah. I, my favorite, my prized possession is my, my, my personalized letter from Frank Capra, but that's not memorabilia. I'll talk about it sometime on the show. Yeah. 
You've get, well, you've got the Gilbert. Uh, one of my favorite things of yours that I've seen is the, are the life masks. Those are great. Oh, yeah. He's got great life masks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lon Chaney, Vincent Price, Beta Lugosi, and Al Pacino. And yeah. Simon Oakland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite and, memorabilia is the Gilbert-labeled shampoo bottles from the screen. Also desk. great. And, and <laughs> hard I've to got, come by. I've got two autographed photos from Catherine Hepburn. Two? Yeah. You know what's pretty cool is that Simpsons cartoon that you have in your bathroom. Yes. Two. Yeah. One yeah. of the artists uh, drew a picture of me like post-coitus <laughs> with Marge and Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> and Marge is there with her tits out. That's a pretty a cigarette. That, that's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> and and me yelling, I love LA. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it memorabilia. Yes. <laughs> All right, who's next? So uh, here's one that you, let me see if you guys know this one. Kevin Rogers shared in a photo, a publicity photo from, let's see here, uh... Claudia Jennings is in this, Maureen McCormick, William Conrad, and a bunch of other faces members of this group will know from 70s Drive-In Goodness. Any idea? Mm, Maureen McCormick and William Conrad? It says, this, this, the poster says, this, this show contains 100 proof women, run, <sighs> running shine, cross the county line. Don't know it. Moonshine County Moonshine Express. Moonshine County Express. They made a million of those things. They make it every night. <laughs> when I hear William Conrad, I think about William Conrad sending mash notes to Joyce Van Patten, which she revealed on this show. Do you remember that, Gilbert? Oh. Or calling her house and trying to get a date with her? Cannon. Remember Cannon? <laughs> yes. William Conrad? Yeah, and, and he used to always be on... Um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. He was an he was the announcer for yeah. the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's another another case there where you two have unearthed Hollywood secrets. That once have again, never, once again, Gilbert has crystallized my thoughts eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and William Conrad was the original Marshall Dillon on the radio. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Gunsmoke, when Gunsmoke was a radio drama. Mr. Verderoso? He would have been a great interview. Oh, all those guys. Dennis Weaver. Yes. Mike Connors, we tried for. Mannix. Yes. He was in poor health. I've got a good one, and it's a timely one, from J. Michael Carter. Is there a podcast a do-over on? <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> there are some that shouldn't have been done in the first place. And I'm assuming he means this show. I don't think we could do. Others. Does he mean this particular podcast? <laughs> what does he mean by do over? Maybe one that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one did go well? There are, there are a couple episodes buried in Gilbert's backyard in a shoebox. <laughs> that will never I'm see sorry, the light of day. I have to interject. There are 212 episodes released of this show. Some of them are pretty good. At least 12. <laughs> I, I will stand by at least 12. Hey, they're. Speaking of midget actors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, were we? Yes. <laughs> there was. There's this actor, Frank Vaccaro. Okay. That if you saw him, you'd you'd recognize him in a second. He wasn't Mickey on Seinfeld, was he? Uh, he wasn't that no, guy. no. The, hmm. There was. Well, there's another one. I'll look him up. Tony, something who was in. Uh, I'll look him up. Frank Ficaro. You sure you got the name right? I think something like Ficaro. Okay. He he was in, I think, American Drive-In. Oh, my God. Ficaro sounds Italian. Where are you coming it? up with this stuff? And then there's another one, Tony something, who was in that one with um, uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. 
Uh, the oh, Bad S- Santa. Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he shows up in all those crappy kind of uh, movies that try to I know be who you mean. Well, there were, there were, He's a black actor. There were two yes. or three Bad Santas, weren't there at least? A- I don't know this Frank Ficaro that you speak of, and he's not coming up in my, uh, in my Google. So okay, we'll to- if you look up... Um, American Drive-In. Okay, was, I think the name. All right. Was. While I look it up, I have a Frank Ficarra who died in Fairfield, Connecticut, but he was a plumber. Okay, <laughs> good. Seen enough. a lot of his work, though. Yeah, his and work. Really his, uh, under, underrated work. Uh, okay, keep them yeah. coming, and I'll all look right. up American okay, Drive-In. Okay, so I, somebody. I just have a reaction here, not a question, but as we wind down, <clears throat> Sean Mason writes in to say, "I'm sure I don't have to tell Gil and Frank." How fucking amazing the Peter Fonda interview was. How nice. You yeah. couldn't have written a goddamn interview that was better than that. Honestly, incredibly revealing. And what a denouement. Being Hank Fonda's kid was no picnic, obviously, and Peter's openness about that relationship was astounding. And interview, ready, gentlemen, an interview for the ages. That's oh, nice. Perfect. How flattering. Oh, sorry, that's a typo. Interview for the aged. <laughs> yeah. Very good. That was a that was a good episode. We were thrilled to have him in here. Yeah. You know, when the, that's when the show is peaking. You know, when, when we're sitting with a Carl Reiner, a Dick Van Dyke, a Peter Fonda, no, Jimmy I mean, Webb was in the, here. Peter Fonda is is the, the the living embodiment of the sixties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he's perfect for what we do. He's a yeah. he's a historical figure. Although I, it was as we noted a couple of times, we uh, you guys you asked him a question about something, he says, Let me tell you what happened. And then got off somewhere yes. and never yeah, he, quite. He went on a few tangents. And that, <laughs> was, that was the best cheeseburger I ever had. We loved him. All right, I'm looking at the cast of American Drive-In from 1985. Yes. I have Emily Longstreth, Patrick Curtin, Rhonda Sales now, Joel Bennett, John Rice, Allison Heath, Mika, Kevin Miller, Bernard White, Larry Cortinas, Flip Kobler. I do not have your midget actor. Oh, geez. Danny Nucci, Buck Carter, uh, David Donham, Joseph Maletti. No, I do not have a Frank Ficarra. Wow! So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to do some extra research on this to connect the dots for you. I gave it a shot. Wow! I got, uh, I got and, a question. We maybe and what was the God the guy Tony something? I'll look him up. Tony, I, yeah, he's the guy from uh, Bad Santa. What do you got, Frankie? Okay, Jim Schmalbach. Love him. <laughs> Love his work. No, I don't know how he got us. When was the most recent time that Gilbert didn't recognize Frank outside of the studio? <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> yeah, five minutes ago. My brother-in-law, Rodney, is a set dresser on Crashing, and Gilbert did a guest spot. So I said, here's what you do. You go up to him, and you introduce yourself, and you'll chat with him because he's a fan. Yeah. Calls me the next day, says, I went up to Gilbert. I said, hi, I'm Frank's brother-in-law. <laughs> he stared at me for about four minutes. <laughs> Wait. We have our, our guest. Tony Cox is the name of that actor. Tony Cox. Our guest just put... Hold up on his own research, Paul. Yes. On his phone. He's not, this is his first time even seeing this show. Yes, he won a contest, I understand. With, can you say the name out loud? Phil Fondacaro. Phil Fondacaro. Phil Fondacaro. Put that phone away. Jeff, put that phone away. Yes. He's got <laughs> a very <laughs> gruff sounding voice. Phil Fondacaro? Yeah. Wow. He didn't realize what he'd won was a new research position on the podcast. Like those, <laughs> those old yeah. laughing bits. If if Ivan DiCarlo married Phil oh, yes, DiCarlo. Yes. So uh, this So this he's is a, he's a guinea midget. <laughs> that doesn't offend, that, that won't offend anybody. No. <laughs> uh, somebody named Akaria Adam Podiavsky yeah. wrote in and simply said 
the undersea world of Jean Cocteau. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Gilbert had a little confusion. I, I wanted to. I, I, I thought I, 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 Gilbert made a joke then that I thought was a great joke. If you don't mind, I Go won't ahead. be able to tell it the way you did. But uh, he started playing with. Uh, Jacques Cousteau and fooling around. He says, "Yes." He says, "You walk and you walked in here dripping wet and smelling of trout." Yes, that's and I thought trout was exactly the right fish to make yeah. that joke. That was there, <laughs> salmon no, wouldn't have worked. No trout. one is more clever at covering his own mistakes <laughs> well, than Gilbert I've, Gottfried. I've had so much experience. <laughs> this Phil Fondacaro has had quite a career. He has. He's in Devil Dolls. He's in Evil Bong. He's in the Polar Express as an elf. We'll have to get him. Phil Fondacaro. All righty. Heard he's a little hard to get. All right. <laughs> That's a wrap, kids. Oh, thank, it is. Thank you for the questions. Done so soon? Done so soon. We're at the 28-minute mark. <laughs> did did right. it ever begin? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get out of here and take care of my knuckles. Thank you yeah. for, to the Listener Society. Thank you, Frank, for the idea. Thank you, uh, Paul Knuckledless Raybone. <laughs> I know a good hand specialist. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk. Ah, <laughs> uh, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. Thank you all. 